Welcome to the Waste Not What Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news and tips to rebuild the relationship between people and the planet the way nature intended by revitalising our natural resources, minimising waste and maximising human potential. I trust you discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future so you can cultivate and transform them to suit your own lifestyle in order for us to collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You'll find all the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philipparos.com. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to share far and wide. Hello Wastebusters, welcome to episode 34. The theme for this week is all about the power of a conscious collective and how when we come together with an open heart, it helps us as individuals, our families, our communities and the environment, locally, nationally and globally. The benefit of hindsight gives us a chance to reflect on past events, to see what and how we were influenced so we can use it to evolve. The discomfort we've endured in the past few years has given us all an opportunity to open our minds to think about what's important to us so we can make changes that resonate with us in order to channel our skills and energy into creating something for the greater good of all. Today's guest, Ruth Copeland, magnifies the magic that can be created when we team up with like-minded, open-hearted souls. We talk about the new mobile resonance app that's been built to inspire and connect networks of people to help them prepare for the transition to a more collaborative, resource-based, thriving economy. Call me naive, but I find it hard to get my head around the fact that we actually need laws and a global consensus to honour the fact that we have a right to a healthy environment. It's common sense to me, since a healthy planet supports healthy people. But what do I know? Anyway, the UN General Assembly of 193 states have declared we have that right as climate change, depleting biodiversity and environmental degradation are some of the most pressing threats to humanity and we need to act with urgency. No shit. If it were up to me, I'd declare all life forms have the right, which includes natural elements like our water, air and soil. The natural world is a source for all life to thrive, not a resource to continuously extract from. If nothing else though, this united declaration will give environmental campaigners more ammunition to challenge ecologically destructive policies and projects. A united global collective approach is paramount to educate people that whatever we do locally has far-reaching effects as has become evident from research in Antarctica, where snow and ice formations from the past 50 years have revealed forever chemicals. They aptly named that because they don't break down naturally in the environment. It's a sobering reminder that emissions from industrial activities thousands of miles away does have global consequences. These forever chemicals are PFCAs used to make non-stick coatings for pans, water repellents for clothing and firefighting foams. And PFOA, which bioaccumulates in food webs and is toxic to humans, impairing our immunity and fertility. 
The pollution we're creating impacts the whole cycle of life. In the past 20 years, heat waves have increased in frequency, duration and intensity, culminating in more marine life mortality, forced changes in species behaviour because they're searching for food and cooler water, more harmful algae bloom, coral bleaching and there's been declines in seagrass meadows and kelp forests. These rising temperatures and concentrated fishing are leaving fewer krill in the Southern Ocean, which has a disastrous effect on almost every other species in the region, since they're the bottom of the entire food chain. Never mind the critical role they play in the carbon cycle, annually sinking the equivalent of the carbon produced by 35 million cars. These wee crustaceans are heroes of the deep and on the 11th of August this year will be in the limelight for the very first World Krill Day. I have a very special guest next week, a fellow ambassador for Antarctica, Rodolfo Werner, who's championing these crustaceans' cause. Still in the ocean, the devastating effect the plethora of plastic is having on marine life was brought to light when Sydney's Taronga Zoo vet staff shared how a rescued green turtle hatchling pooed pure plastic for six whole days. Thankfully, there's good news from Nepal. At the end of July, they announced that almost tripled its known populations of tigers to 355 within its borders. They're the only one out of 13 countries that pledged at the Global Tiger Summit to double their tiger numbers back in 2010. It set a strong government buy-in for tiger conservation and the enforcement of strict anti-poaching policies has made a huge difference. But it's a fine balancing act as there's now concerns for communities and their livestock who live nearby. Talking of numbers, the sheer scale of waste in the fashion industry is hard to envision unless you've seen pictures of the swathes of clothes that are washed up on the shores of Accra in Ghana. Apparently there's close to 15 million clothing items sent there every year because fast fashion items are rejected or donated to charity shops and clothing bins in the UK, Europe, Australia, North America and Australia. On a more positive note, I've just discovered an organisation called Sustainable Salons, a social enterprise serving Australian and Kiwi hair and beauty salons, barbers, dermal clinics and pet groomers. They rescue up to 95% of salon resources from going to landfill and pass on 100% of the proceeds from the sale of materials to local communities and charities. I put a link in the show notes for you. And to round off this week's news, an ingenious invention from Christchurch teen Neith Absalom, who's creating skateboards from milk bottle tops as part of a school project. He's aptly named OTT, which stands for Over the Top. He uses a garden shredder to chop the thousand tops needed for each board, then melts them in a mould he's designed in the family barbecue. Ingenious, Neath. Another innovative idea comes from my guest this week, Ruth Copeland, who is one of the founders of the new Resonance app, bringing people together who are all singing from the same song sheet to inspire and support one another with skills and services to shift our economy into a much-needed new paradigm using the energy of the conscious collective for the greater good of all. Welcome to the show, Ruth. It's lovely to have you with me. Really good to be here. I saw a post, it was an interview with a mutual friend, Natalie Cutler-Welsh, who I'd also interviewed earlier on one of my podcasts. And 
it just resonated with me, which is a great pun because you just created the resonance app. And it's all about, for me, I love the emphasis on creating the future that we want and bringing together like-minded, heart-centered people. Could you tell the listeners what the resonance app is to begin with? Absolutely, Philippa. Thank you so much. And I'm really glad you enjoy it. That is great. And you get it. You either get it or you don't. And obviously you do. (laughs) So Resonance App is really born out of a need. We felt a real need to connect like-minded people throughout the country. You'll all be aware that we've had quite some difficult times uh, in the last couple of years. And there sort of appeared to be a bit of a split in terms of um, accessibility, shall we say, that happened at the end of last year. And so it was our real strong understanding that it was time to actually create something that allowed all of those people that were sort of working towards a new future to be able to connect with each other, inspire each other, to find customers, to share inspiration and basically create a parallel marketplace and enable us to trade with each other as well directly. So that's really what it is. It's an app on your phone, obviously. It isn't on the internet, on a website at this stage. It's just on a, on a smartphone. And it does uh, allow you, like a big telephone book, to connect directly with all of the people in the Resonance app. For instance, if you have a listing in there for whatever, it may be a market stall or something like that. People are able to see that and they're able to just call you up directly or email you or whatever other contact methods you as a lister put in there. So that at the basic level is really what it is. It's fantastic. There's such a broad range. And obviously, because it's fairly new and it'll get feedback from people as to what the needs are and things. But there's such a range of things in there. So, I mean, is a lot of spiritual stuff. But there's also the practical everyday life so far as food is concerned and accommodation is concerned and trades, which is really lovely. And you can see how far people are away from you as well, which is rather delicious, isn't it? So you can actually tap into what's close to you and know that everybody's actually operating on that same heart-centered level, which I think is so important. Absolutely, yeah. So that's one of the main features of the app. So it is New Zealand-wide directory, but it operates as a location-based tool. So when you download the app, you're asked to give your location permissions. And then what the app does by default is in every category, it serves you up the listings that are the closest in proximity to where you currently are. And it gives you the name of the town or city, as well as the distance from where you currently are. And it's our hope that people will use this tool to start creating those local networks. They can use this directory to find out who in their neighbourhood is producing food, who in their neighbourhood are giving massages, what events are happening in their neighbourhood. You know, that's what it's all about, is forming those really strong local community connections. Because like a lot of us, we have a real sense that is where the future lies in re-establishing those very strong local connections and being able to to get the produce that we need, the services that we need, and also connecting with those people that are on the same wavelength, which is the unique point of resonance, really. How does it go above and beyond a, say, Facebook community? Well, I guess, you know, like the name says, resonance, we are really a platform for heart-centred people. 
And without making any distinction, what we're finding is a lot of people that are really intent on operating more from a heart center, potentially a more spiritual basis, activating more of our human abilities. And, you know, um, those of us that are really dedicated to creating a new kind of society, we hold an understanding of our role in this big change that humanity is going through Mm -hmm. and in that way those people we would consider in resonance with our vibration if you like and I presume you understand the language that I'm using absolutely beacons of hope I think is a big part of hope yes beacons of light and really non-political so not really paying any attention to the current paradigm what's playing out in society we're all aware it's not ideal we have different opinions potentially about what that is and what's wrong about it and what's right about it. But resonance doesn't spend any time going into that. We are very much focused on future solutions. We have also on the app a bulletin, Philippa, and in that bulletin we have podcasts and articles that are all about eyes off the old. Yeah, and onto the news. So there are things all about permaculture, things like the People's Health Alliance, which is a UK initiative now come to New Zealand. They've designed a methodology to create health hubs as an alternative to standard GP or hospital care. There's new thinking around economy, what that could look like. Yeah, new thinking around holism, around spirituality, but just anything that really supports the human condition, particularly in this time of great transformation. Absolutely. And because we're so programmed to work in the old system, sometimes, you know, there are people who get stuck in it and can't see their way out. And it's so lovely to have a refreshing outlook, as you say, that is really very solution focused. And there's no debate about what is, isn't right, wrong and all the rest of it. If you're there, you're there, and that's why you'd be using it. Like for myself, I'm on my own, and I've moved to a new area as well. So it's really lovely to reach out and find people who are on the same wavelength as myself. And also, I think it's that reciprocal thing to give and receive which is so important and support people and there's no division at all and it's valuing everybody's contribution it is a different type of economy I mean on your website you make reference to transitioning to a resource-based economy so are these the kind of resources that you're talking about absolutely and thanks for bringing that up um, Philippa because As we see it, you know, it is a transition time and we don't know what the future holds and what it looks like. So our listings, um, our business listings in particular, or any of the listings in there, you know, people are working with fiat economy at the moment. You know, if they give you a massage, they'd expect a payment of some sort. Similarly, um, if somebody uh, found someone to stay in their accommodation through the residence app, they would expect payment for that. We're working with what we have at the moment, but we don't know what the future holds and what kind of economy we might be using. We could be perhaps more reciprocal, like you say, more in terms of time bank type things. So you give your hours and you calculate them against hours that are owed to you. We could be looking at different sort of crypto currency ideas, but primarily if we know who 
is on the same wavelength and has that real intention to operate from a heart centre and is very much on the path of bringing their gifts to the world, if I want a yep. better word, to find each other and to figure that out in a community sense is really what resonance is all about. So it's a bit of a long way of answering, but it is a transition tool. And we're very much of the opinion that we do need to build this and we do need people in there so that they're represented and we can find each other easily. And it's having the confidence and it's knowing that you can open that conversation as a way for an exchange of energy, whether that happens to be money or services of any kind, which gives you hope, basically. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you don't have the money per se, because who knows what's going to happen, then, you know, if you've made a batch of jam or something, you could swap it for some jam and some goodies that you're growing or yes. something like that. Yeah. That's the important yes. thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of different thinking around what the future of economy might look like, the future of trade. There's quite a lot of fear around that question as well at the moment, particularly with the inflation rates that we have at the moment and, and intentions to digitize our life completely. So we don't know what that looks like. But in the Resonance app, of course, we are really um, all about giving a platform to concepts of economy so that you'll find a button on there called uh, economy. Um, another one, new politics. And so new political thinking, new political parties, we're very much about giving them a platform as well so that they can share their perspective. Yeah, it's good to mention that. So it's not just about trading and such like. It's really a platform for concepts that we will find useful going forward. Just to sort of speak into some of those categories for the listeners, we've got a really big wellness section in there. So we've got a lot of holistic wellness approaches, obviously body work and therapies and all that type of thing. We've got a really quite a big connect section as well. So that is uh, all about connecting communities. So in there, you'll find sort of things like men's groups and various community initiatives advertised. Also, volunteers are in there and find a friend. If you'd like to meet somebody, you could use yep. that for dating as well, you know, somebody on the same page. And then, of course, very importantly, we've got a produce section. And so we've got people that produce food, um, all kinds, you know, meat and poultry included and their own products in there as well. And that's a section we'd really love to grow. And we're reaching out to farmers and I know there's a lot of work going into that space uh, by various groups around the country at the moment to ensure that we have food security. Yeah. So we are also working together with other groups to see how Resonance App can serve that subject, if you like. We've got stuff like land share in there. So, you know, there are people that have land and they'd like people to come and live with them on that land. Yeah. And then we've got people looking for land and, and then all things about permaculture and farming and growing. So workshops and, and encouragement, coaching, that type of thing. Of course, we've got a shop like every good app, you know, so there's all kinds of different kinds of products in there and that's only growing day to day. And then we go into events and arts and music. So, you know, all kinds of things. DJs are in there and music teachers. And then there's events and workshops going on throughout the country. And one that I've really found useful is accommodation. So you can list your place in there. You might have a self-contained place that you want to rent out to people in residence. Well, I've actually put my room in there. So I've had quite a few bookings come through of people wanting to stay with me. And it's been wonderful because I've met people on the same page. And it's always a joy to know that from the outset you are in resonance. Yes. Yeah, it's a way to make a little bit of extra income as well. So anyone can put a listing in there and there's no middleman or anything like that. And then we've got, yes, as I said, natural law and stuff more to do with politics and economy. So, you know, we're sort of touching on that as well. I didn't mention as well, Philippa, that the app is free. Yes. <laughs> it's free to download. 
and cool. free to use. Yeah, so we, we want everybody on there. You know, that's our mission. In the future, we may ask for a, a contribution if people are making trade through there. But they can um, so make one can anyway. Absolutely. So you'll find it on our website. You'll find a QR code if they want to donate in crypto or give a little link and people can donate anytime and actually through the app as well. And we're very, very grateful for donations. Obviously, that is our only income at the moment. So yes, if we can receive any goodwill through those channels, we'd be most grateful. So what inspired you to do it in the first place? And what kind of funding did you need to set it up? And what do you need to move forward? Well, what inspired us, obviously, was the mandate situation and the fact that a lot of people had lost their jobs and on the peripheral. It's a bit of a story, really, Philippa. It's kind of cool. So I moved to Wellington in 2018 with my husband, now ex-husband, good best friendy, and he had a product that he wanted to bring to Wellington with us as a business called the Wellington app. So it was basically a local news and business listing service on the phone. And we set that up together and I was never particularly fussed on it. There's a lot of work, a lot of IT work as well. And I thought I'd stay with it for a short time and it would be interesting to come to Wellington with a project, if you like. But I knew in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind that this was going to be very useful in the future for connecting the collective. So I voiced that to him right from the get-go. I'm helping you with this because I see it as being a very useful tool to connect on a local level. And so I sort of had that in my knowledge, if you like. And then years came and went and I did end up leaving the Wellington app and it ended up sort of becoming a bit idle, really, but still sitting there, the technology and all the subscriptions, et cetera. And then in December last year on the beach, I was there around the bonfire here in Wellington and noticing how most of the people there were sort of on the same page and there was a bit of conversation going on about, goodness me, what's going on? And I met this young fella and I went to get his number just before I left to keep in touch with him and he said oh you know I wish we had an app so we could all keep in touch with each other and then it was just one of those knowledge moments you just saw I said well I've got an app actually as luck would have it I've got an app and so the rest is history. Wow so you kind of founded it but it's you Mm -hmm. and Imani isn't it they're very young bunnies 29 and 25 so what do they bring to the partnership? Okay, so I'm glad you asked that. So Ewan bought money. He's invested personally to the tune of about 25000 at this point mm. in the Resonance app, made some money on crypto, I think, or something like that, and he was able to do that. So that's how dedicated he is. Wow. Uh, we met Marnie all over the same period, and she brings an eye for detail. Both of them bring incredible enthusiasm and dedication, and they're both really what you'd call awakened young people. So they work with a powerful self-knowledge of this needs to happen. Yeah. And they feel very motivated that they're on the right track with the dedication of their life at the moment. In return, the universe will support them to be able to continue to do this. And so, yeah, they're really inspired, spiritually based young people. They've done a lot of personal work already at this really young age, or maybe they just came in as old souls. They're really great to work with. They're very dedicated, and it's wonderful to have a team of three because there's so much to work out and so much to figure out, and then so much handwork as well to do to maintain the listings and to keep uploading new ones as they come in. I'm absolutely delighted to work with them, and I really respect and admire both of them, even though they are so young. They're just so switched on young people. I think the enthusiasm, as you say, is a huge part of it. 
Because I've always envisioned an intergenerational organisation of some form or other. It seemed to be more about the education to begin with, but it doesn't matter what it is because it's bringing together the wisdom of the young and the old. And as you say, it could be an old soul in a, in a young body, but they've got the technology, they've got you know, somewhat more of an open mind than us. They think differently. And, you know, when you've got three of you've got three different strengths and the power. I mean, myself, I'm an incredibly independent person, but it's taken me years to realise that much as I'd like to, I can't solve the world by myself. It takes a team. And the benefits of the collective power are just phenomenal. None of us are actually meant to do this on our own. And that pours into the whole purpose behind it. It is a collective to keep that level of hope up, I think, and shift the mindset. As you say, it's like away from what is. It's not denying it, but actually, if you keep your energy high towards what you want as opposed to what you don't want, it's just phenomenal what can be created. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that. that. So we work with the power of manifestation, visualization, focusing on what we do want. And indeed, a small team is a fantastic dynamic. It's got a real energy of its own. And on that note, we're also connecting with other organizations and partnerships. So we're constantly seeking new partners or open to partners with external organisations who are on the same page, and there are many in this country. So people reach out to us quite regularly and would like to talk about how we can cooperate to connect everybody. So just a shout out to organisations or people from organisations that may be listening. If there is a functionality that you'd like to see within the Resonance app or a formalised partnership that you'd like to create with us, we're very much open to that and, and please do get in touch with us. We have those meetings almost weekly with other organisations that we are seeking to partner with. Fantastic. So is there any particular subject area that you're seeking? Well, no, it's really people, again, in resonance, people that are on the same page, Kiwis that are aware, things are shifting very quickly. And what are we going to do? How are we going to rebuild, basically? So those people, there are many and many organisations also with that um, front of mind. So it's those kind of organisations that reach out to us in general. Cool. So you bring many gifts yourself. I believe you've been a graphic designer and communications is obviously your forte and you've been involved in counsel and things. So that will all added to the mix. It is amazing what the universe creates for us on our journey, like you're saying, the Wellington app, how yes. you just know in your soul that it's something that you needed to do. You may not be incredibly enthusiastic, but that's a lesson in itself for people to recognize knowing and tuning into something that is going to serve them and the greater good of all to yes. invest your time in it to create yes. something for the future. So is there anything else from your past repertoire that you have brought forward? The whole of life's journey sets us up to be who we are and do what we do. The whole thing, even the hard bits, you know, in fact, more often not the hard bits, they give us a certain resiliency to a certain aspect of ourselves. So, yeah, I think the whole journey so far has brought me to where I am now. You had in one of your questions uh, about a person who I admired, and, and I did want to mention at this point my father was somebody I really admired, and he was an interesting character. He actually was a wealthy, a successful property developer. That meant you were wealthy in those days, 60s and 70s, 1,000 homes or whatever. He ran a big gang of men and had lots of contractors. By the age of 42, 
And five kids later, he sort of felt like he'd come to that end of that exciting career. And so he turned his mind to the future. And he read lots and lots of books about what the future could look like and, you know, the way the world was going to trade and the fallout on local communities that that would create. And so he started developing a microeconomic model to provide affordable housing, training and jobs. And he called it Social Enterprises New Zealand. And that was more than 30 years ago now. So I don't know if you've heard about social enterprises, Philippa, but it's quite a, a thing. No, so there's lots of social enterprises in New Zealand these days. Um, there wasn't back then, but a social enterprise is essentially an enterprise that distributes any profit back to the collective and also to the trust that supports it and that trust uses that money to develop further capacity or to take people on and train them or to provide community resources. So the money goes back to yeah. the collective. Nice. It's a bit of a story, but, you know, he went into it over a period of uh, probably 20 years of work and experimenting with different profit sharing partnerships, experimenting with different economical ways of doing property development. And he developed some really interesting co-housing areas, large developments where he supplied different types of housing for different types of people, where there were communal facilities, where there were educational facilities. And he actually, you know, put all his own money in and, you know, spent wow. it all as well. Yeah, so I admired that very much. But what it did growing up with somebody who thought laterally like that and definitely thought about the future and what human needs were, well, it's under my skin (laughs) and in my blood to think about how to help people, you know, and even my grandparents. In the Depression, they were, you know, they were feeding lots of people down there in Motueka, you know, with big bowls of porridge and goodness knows what else and, you know, making clothes out of, I mean, it must have been bad. Grandma was saying they used to make clothes out of sacks and stuff, like, you know, basic stuff, but there was a lot of need, obviously, in the 30s, 40s, definitely. Anyway, I'm digressing, but that is part of my heritage and I'm very proud of it, in fact. And when I went to the Netherlands where I moved as a young person, I was uh, 24, I think, when I arrived there. I lived there until I was 38. So I sort of grew up in Europe in a way and was part of a very progressive society. They were looking at issues, you know, 20 years in advance of us Kiwis here because they're so crowded, obviously, and, and they're progressive in their thinking. And I think that just sort of built on my basic knowledge of how things could be in my thirst for experimentation as to how things could develop. So long, long story there, but I got some very interesting insight as to how progressive policy could really affect people's lives on a day-to-day basis. And, and that remains a real passion of mine as well. So yeah, anyway, there's a bit of a long story, but it does sort of give an underpinning of, of where I came from. Absolutely. And, you know, the reward of giving back as well and putting in what you put in it is a natural part of human nature but it's been knocked out of us and I think you know with the resonance app it's really affirming and bringing that heart-centered thing right back into things again isn't it yeah and and hopefully it'll be a useful tool um, as we go forward that's our hope it'll just be really useful and it's also a platform to sort of talk about some of this bigger yeah, resonance absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Living and how we feel the future's changing and how so many of us are experimenting with what it could look like. I think it's wonderful to be able to express that in a forum like this, Philippa, and, you know, connect with other people on the same page. Lovely. So do you have any quotes at all that you find inspiring that keep you motivated? Well, again, my father, <laughs> he used to say, Things often turn out better than you expect. 
wow, that's very forward thinking. Yeah, because, I mean, I often say to people, you know, because they always go under the worry wart, you know, what if, what if, and it's like, well, what if it was better than you expected? So that's amazing, fantastic. That's how the universe works, I think. Mm. You know, I have a sort of basic understanding is what's meant for you will find you and what isn't is not yours, you yeah. know. So it helps me in letting go and aspiring as well to just go with the flow and keep on your mission. Awesome. So I'm sure like the rest of us, you're human. What do you do when you find yourself in a funk? How do you get yourself out of it? Well, what I'm doing at the moment, actually, is very lucky. I live right on the coast here in Wellington. So I go across the road of the morning and I sit on a rock and I take off my shoes, put my feet on the pebbles and yeah. I do a meditation, a grounding meditation. Then I put my, you know, energy down into the center of the earth. If the sun's out, which sometimes it is here in Wellington. I'll also <laughs> look up at the sun. <laughs> I look at the sun and sort of sun gaze and, and sort of, you know, activate my body energy, bring more light into the body, ground more into the earth. And I do find that sort of raises my feeling. Yeah. So, yes, if I'm in a real funk, that's what I'll tend to do is either meditate or just breathe through the heart. Pam Gregory, my favorite astrologer, oh, she, she recently said it's not complicated, you know, just stop, breathe through your heart and get your frequency back into balance, you know, and that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. And I try to live healthy, you know, I don't overindulge too much, I do a bit, I try to keep my routine pretty healthy, keep up some exercise and, you know, just like all of us, look after the body and give myself some fun as well. Fun's a big one, Absolutely. So Absolutely. if I was your fairy godmother and could wave my magic mm -hmm. wand, if you had one wish in the world, what would it be and why? One wish? That wasn't on your list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> one wish in the world and what would it be? Well, I'd like to be part of the transformation of the human race into a new heart-centred community-based collective. I'd like to see that happen in my lifetime yeah. and I'd like to be very instrumental in it. Well, you are, obviously. And well, I don't know about that, but, you know. Oh, I, 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 you create, and I always I, find with these interviews, you know, you link back to what you've done to begin with and how it evolves and what you really want. And it's a realisation yeah. for people to say, well, you're playing a part in it. And so obviously it's very fulfilling and that in itself is going to gather momentum and things like that. So thank you so much for your energy oh. and to you and, and Marnie for theirs and everybody else involved so far. And don't forget to download the app. I'll put all the links and things in the show notes so people can join in. So I'm wishing you well. Thank you so much for your time today, Ruth. No, oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Philippa, for reaching out. And yeah, so just to remind everybody, the app is now available on Android or iPhone. You just go to the App Store or the Play Store and download it for free. And you can also find us on resonance.kiwi. But yeah, I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much for your time, Ruth. You take care. You're welcome, you too. I'd highly recommend you download the Resonance app and explore the network of people who are making a difference today for the world we'll live in tomorrow. Next week's episode will be published a day early on Thursday the 11th of August as my guest marine biologist Rodolfo Werner will be talking to me about the first World Krill Day that's being launched on that day. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform, be it Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google or Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, my YouTube channel or website so you don't miss out on future episodes. 
all feedback and reviews are much appreciated. And don't forget to get in touch if you have a subject or guest you'd like me to consider. My email is info at So until next week, dig deep, open your mind to a world of possibilities, live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimise waste and maximise your own potential. Mm-hmm.